Welcome to today's daily audio podcast with Pastor Ken Spicer. We invite you to search the scriptures daily and allow God's love, grace, and favor to be the hallmarks of your life. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God today. Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast today. We're going to continue on in our study of the book of Acts. Yesterday we just barely touched in on chapter 13, and I just want to go back and hit that in verse 25 of chapter 12. Uh, Saul and Barnabas are coming back from Antioch, or back to Antioch from Jerusalem on their previous assignment. We talked about faithfulness of those things yesterday. I won't rehash that. But it says that in the church in Antioch, verse 2, it says they ministered to the Lord and fasted, and as they did, the Holy Spirit spoke. This is the reason we fast. We are so inundated in our culture today uh, with distractions of all kinds, whether it's media, uh, whether it's just the fast-paced life, it's it's running here and there and all these different things that are going on. And as we just take the time to pray, to worship, to fast, and to put our flesh under the the desires that it has, whether it's food or, or other stimulation or whatever, then we are able then to hear the voice of the Lord so much clearer. And as they're ministering, you could even say they're having a church service because I'm sure they're worshiping, they're praising, they're ministering to the Lord, the Bible says, and fasting and praying. Um, the word here for ministered in the Greek is used in Romans 15, 27 uh, for meeting the financial needs of the Christians. So they could be worshiping, having a prayer meeting. They could be taking up an offering and, and, and preaching the word. They're doing all these things because the Bible in, in verse uh, 1 there, it says that they are teachers and prophets. So they're having a church service essentially. And in the midst of this corporate gathering where they're uh, exalting the name of God, the Holy Spirit speaks. And this is what we see in our church all the time. We come together as a family. We are meeting the needs of the people, not just spiritually, but physically. We're feeding, we're clothing, we're loving, we're encouraging, we're doing all these things. We're exalting God. And in that environment, and he's speaking to us all the time, but particularly in this environment, because this is what is laid out in front of us, the Holy Spirit begins to speak. And people then are given assignments. He starts speaking to them about the work in which he wants them to do. It happens all the time. And uh, and so in verse 3, it says, They fasted and prayed and laid hands on uh, Saul and Barnabas, and then they sent them away. And so let's pick it up in verse 4 now. It says, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. You know, one thing about acknowledging that you've been sent out by God is that you can't gripe about somebody else sending you out. Uh, they were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They knew they were on divine assignment. This is important. There have been uh, times in our lives, and three that I can think of that are, are sort of the biggest ones ever since since. Uh, even I've been married. One was moving back to go to Bible college with two small children. Uh, one was coming back to California after six months or so after we finished Bible college with then three children because we felt God calling us back. We didn't have any promise of ministry. We didn't have any conversations. We didn't have anything. We just had a, the voice of the Lord speaking to us that we were being sent back. And then when we left our last assignment at the Rock and and were led to, to um, 
pioneer Crossroad Ministries International that led to Crossroad Christian Center and now New Creation Church. And we've, you know, planted several churches now and, and started Bible colleges and, and all these things we've done. But those were huge things to leave, to come back, to, to leave a, a, a large mega church ministry, security of job, and all that kind of stuff, and to start from scratch, you but you got to know, and, and you got to know God's leading that, and, and you and your spouse have to be in agreement, or you, if you're not married, you have to know God is speaking to you, and when you do, then you go for it. You don't worry about the logistics. You don't worry about the provision. He's God. He's going to provide, and he's going to lead, and so they understood that they were led by the Holy Spirit. It says, verse 5, When they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they also had John as their assistant. So remember John Mark in verse 26 of chapter 12 came with them from Jerusalem down to Antioch. Now he's traveling with them as their assistant. Verse 6, Now when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, who's uh, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. Listen, you can be an intelligent man, and if the Bible says you're intelligent, then you're intelligent. But this man was partnered up with a false prophet, somebody that had a demon spirit, somebody that was leading them astray. So it's not about having intelligence. It's about being led by the Spirit of God. Uh, Romans 8.14 says, Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So it's important to recognize that there's nothing wrong with education. But friend, if you don't have a sensitivity to the Spirit, you will be deceived by the things of the world and the things of the devil. So here we see this is the situation with this proconsul, this this local leader here. And, uh, and so then we go on to say that this man was an intelligent man, and he called for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, that's how his name was, was uh, translated by Jesus, uh, he withstood them seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. And then Saul, now watch what happens here. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, so now here we see, for the first time, Saul is called Paul. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Notice, filled with the Holy Spirit. We learned from Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 8 and Acts chapter 9 now that to be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be empowered by the Spirit. doesn't mean to be saved. It means to have the Holy Spirit upon you. Jesus said, you shall receive power, dunamis, when that word when when the when the holy spirit comes upon you so being filled with the holy spirit baptized in the spirit is what it means he looked intently at him and said o full of all deceit and all fraud you son of the devil you enemy of all righteousness will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the lord and now indeed the hand of the lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Now let me just stop there for a moment. Let me say this, because <laughs> I know some of you are thinking already, boy, I'm going to start using this, this tactic against those people that come against me. 
Well, first of all, this guy was a false prophet. He was not a Christian. He was not saved. He was turning people away from faith in Jesus Christ, okay? And now, G, uh, so understand this. Saul is now speaking, Paul is now speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is not speaking his own emotion here. I'm sure before this happened, Saul, Paul, had already gone to God and prayed about the situation. He'd already felt the rub. He'd already sensed the the resistance of the, in the Spirit from this guy. So he had prayed this out. So he wasn't calling down fire from heaven, so to speak, just the way John and James tried to do. And Jesus said, you don't even know what spirit you're of. He is, he is, had already gone lovingly to the father in faith and the spirit of God came upon him and he's speaking God's words. These are not something he contrived. They're not something he thought of. He, he didn't sit around with Barnabas and say, you know what? I think I'm going to bring blindness on that guy to teach him a lesson. That is not what's happening here. See, the warfare that we fight is not flesh and blood. It is a spirit warfare. We come against the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in heavenly places. Ephesians 6 points that out. Um, and so we need to understand that we are not fighting flesh and blood, but against the powers of darkness. So as we go at the powers of darkness in prayer, in the spirit, that's how we fight them, then guess what? God sometimes will speak to you and give you a word much like this. This isn't Paul doing this. This is the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul, telling this man what's about to happen because God is the one that did this. So again, I hope that helps. We pray not against people, but against powers and principalities. We are warring in the spirit. And if God gives you a word, then by all means, speak it. But understand that this doesn't tie into your anger, your frustration, or what you see as injustice. This is simply God moving in the life of this man. And look what happened. The proconsul got saved. Okay? So listen, that's all of our time today. Thank you for being with me, and we'll pick up again tomorrow right here as we go further in chapter 13 here. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We pray you are blessed by God's Word. For more information, visit our website at www.newcreationca.org.